Welcome back to the Mailin Podcast. Hope you're having a lovely Thursday morning out there. I'm your host, Brett Merriman. To my right, the one and the only, not Sally DeFreeze. Today, uh, we have intern Callie. Callie Rubin in the building. What is going on, Callie? What's up? Happy to be here. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Sally will be back next week, just having um, a sick day. So, she's all good. She'll be back. Just had to uh, switch out on the fly. That's why we have Callie in the building. Callie, um, what's uh, what's up with you? What's new since you last appeared on the Mail In Podcast? Honestly, nothing much. Same old, same old. School here, traveling a little bit, but sure. You were in it. Vegas last weekend. I was weekend. in Vegas last weekend. How was Las Vegas? It was really, really fun. I had a great time. It's either I feel like it's either like a hit or miss, and guaranteed no sleep. But other than that, it was great. Sure. You said you did three nights in Vegas. Is that yes. correct? That's uh, usually two nights in Vegas yeah, is kind of much. the is the is the tipping point. Yeah. I, I put the over under at two and a half. Uh, Three nights in Vegas can get aggressive. Did you take full advantage? So I feel like mine was two and a half because we landed at like 10 p.m. and then just got to the hotel and kind of just like had a drink. Okay. That's a a really good way to do the third night then. Okay. So yeah, you did two and a half nights in Vegas, which is the perfect amount, arguably. Same thing with New Orleans. Um, What else is going on? What's new in the Washington media world for intern Cali? I've been posting some blogs. You have? Very good blogger. Thank you. other than that, not much. Love coming in the office, seeing everyone here. Mm-hmm. Same vibes. Yeah. Good vibes. Good vibes all around. Uh, we enjoy having you here as well. But uh, let's get into the podcast, shall we? Let's do it. We are the Mailin Podcast. We answer your questions. We get a laugh in and maybe have you walk away with something useful. Help us out. Tell a friend about the podcast. Please send them a clip. Shouts to Adam doing the clips for the show. Subscribe on iTunes and follow on Spotify. Hit the hotline number, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Podcast. Please hit up the new store, washmedia.shop. And look at our lovely faces on YouTube. YouTube, uh, YouTube.com slash Podcast. That's a Randy joint. Has Randy told you about the algorithm on YouTube? Mm-mm, not yet. Randy, what is the algorithm? Uh, math <laughs> so we split our videos up into multiple channels because math because math is that, yeah. is that do i have that correct correct thank you randy <laughs> let's jump right into this one Callie. here's the question friendsgiving is coming up you guys sure is and thanksgiving for that matter hit me with your do's and don'ts this is my first friendsgiving in a new city for me and i'm panicking Callie, you're in college I am. Are you familiar with the with the concept of Friendsgiving? Of course. Okay. Yeah, we do it every year. You do one every year. Yeah. So you are how how big is your Friendsgiving, so to speak? Probably like 20, 30 people. That is a okay, that's a big one. Yeah. Like it's, we're talking it's large. What have you uh what have you brought? Do you host this or is this a, is di- yeah. a different situation? So usually my friend in their apartment hosts it because it's mm-hmm. a little bit bigger than ours. Okay. And one of our guy friends, Max, he's a great chef and he volunteers to basically cook the entire thing. And it's one of the best days of the year, in my opinion, because he <clears> cooks for all of us. We literally don't bring anything. Wow. He literally show up and eat. Show up and which eat. Which is really nice. That see that flies in the face of friendsgivings because yeah. usually it's it's a potluck on purpose. Right, like right. you're supposed to bring something, you're supposed to eat, but drink, prior and be to that, married. Prior to him like wanting to cook for everyone, mm-hmm. it was like everyone like bring your own thing, and I would like die if there was no mac and cheese there. So I'm always on mac and cheese duty. There you go. Um, but yeah, that is. So are you a mac and cheese at Thanksgiving person since since day one here? Yes. Okay. Why is that? What how that tradition start in your household? Um. I don't know, honestly. I feel like my mom just started making it. Um, like growing up, it was just mm-hmm. like a staple dish at Thanksgiving. Okay. And I feel like it complements the other dishes there, you know, rather than take away from it. It certainly does. Uh, it, with Thanksgiving foods, and this is not a hot take by any stretch of the imagination, it, there's a reason you eat them like once a year. Right. Right. It, it's, it puts you to sleep. It puts you to sleep. Uh, you know, like stuffing is good. Mashed potatoes, fine. You eat those a lot. Right. Turkey, super mid. Yeah. In my opinion. I feel like turkey 
depends on the gravy that goes with it too. Yeah, you can you can spice up a turkey yeah. a little bit, but it's it, gravy. I'm not eating a ton all year. Right. Cranberry sauce and nope. sweet potatoes, like not eating a ton a year. That's why the mac and cheese is necessary. It's necessary. It's absolutely necessary. Mine started, I, I, uh, I couldn't eat meat for a long time uh, with a kidney disease that I have. And so I was a, basically a vegetarian until I was 16. So like mac and cheese was my Thanksgiving yeah. meal from like four years old yeah. and that it became a tradition that was funny. I was at the kids table with like Kraft mac and cheese. And then we um, since have upgraded. My dad used to make a really like just, just as bad for you of a mac and cheese oh, yeah. as possible. With like and the breadcrumbs just, and oh, stuff on bread top. Breadcrumbs, yep. Mm. Just to take yep. out the lighter and just like yep. singe the fuck out of them. Unbelievable. There's like six different cheeses in there. Now the key to that mac and cheese is it was the uh, the elbows, right? Right. But, but they were not just regular macaroni. They were like the, I mean, they were like an inch and a half long. Hmm. Giant elbows. I don't know what they're called other than giant elbows. Giant elbows. But they would like, they would get the 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 sauce and the and the cheese and the butter would all get in the in the elbow itself right. and just was oh, to die for. So that is what I will be doing. For my Friendsgiving that I have coming up on Friday. On Friday. I have a Friendsgiving on Friday, yes. Does it seem a little early? It does. It does. I, I, I like think ours is a little early too. We're doing it on Monday. It's early, but you know what? You you don't want to get I mean the, the the back half of next week is gonna be Friendsgiving heavy. Right. I don't know if I I'm not currently slated to go to another one. I might end up going like maybe I'll go to Randy's house. <laughs> I also feel like doing it earlier is kind of better because I don't know if I could body back to back like Thanksgiving meals. Like if oh, it was that's, closer you know to what? Thanksgiving. That's that's a that's a great yeah. that's a great piece of advice. So I'll I'll put that. I'll I'll go as far as to say if you're doing or hosting a Friendsgiving, the earlier the better because then you're not back to backing. Right. You you have like the week to digest and prepare for it again. Absolutely fair. Mm-hmm. Um a, a do for me would be like even even if I'm on your situation, Callie, where it's like don't bring anything. Don't cook. Don't do that. Like I'm still bringing still a bottle, bring of, like bottle yeah. of wine, six pack, yep. a bottle of, of Tito's or, you know, something along those lines. Maybe it's a Vizzy Hard Seltzer, for example. Right. Um, but I'm still bringing something, maybe a little dessert that can be passed around. Maybe, but like I'll, if, if, if there's a strict no food situation, okay, I'll respect it. But I will bring something. Um Another do, if there is food involved, this is a potluck situation. Mm-hmm. Is it fair to say, like, don't get adventurous with it? Um, adventurous as in, like, don't take one of everything? Or if you know you're not going to, like, eat it? No, I, like, are, like, don't bring buffalo chicken dip, for example. Yeah. You know, like, like, are you trying to stay in that wheelhouse of Thanksgiving cuisine? Yes. And you're not trying to get crazy. Like you're bringing ham. It's like, why are you bringing pigs in a blanket right. to a Thanksgiving and a Friendsgiving? Right. I feel like there's a certain realm of getting like, I don't know, thinking outside of the box or like taking it too far. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want to take it too far because then like what's the point of like calling it a Friendsgiving if sure. you're not like bringing Thanksgiving-esque food? Yep. That's fair. Um, but I don't know. You could like, you could have some fun with it, but I don't think go like too far out of like the ballpark. I think that's fair. I think the easy way to, to spice it up a little bit and be unique would be um, dessert stuff. I agree. You can do pies. You can do nine nine different pies. Are you a pecan or a pecan person? Pecan. Pecan. Uh, pumpkin always plays. I'm a chocolate mm-hmm. cream guy myself. And then the other thing I was, I, you know, call ahead. Make sure you're not the only one. Bring, or you're not. You're not bringing something that somebody's already bringing. Right. Right. Because then you then it's a then it's a battle. Then people are judging. Yeah. Do you think it's not good to have like a spreadsheet where everyone signs up? Because does that ruin the surprise factor? There's, I, I see where you're coming from. There's got to be like an element of maybe you remove the names mm. and it's just like, hey, we need this, 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 this. Or you can add and put like a check mark next to it. Mm. Like, hey, pumpkin pie is covered. No telling who it's from. Right. But there's going to be something involved. Okay. Uh, other do, I would or excuse me, this is a don't. Easy to get bombed at Friendsgivings, not like bomb, like like drunk, hammered. Right. Um, 
careful careful on getting a little tipsy at the Friendsgivings. The wine goes down easy. Usually there's a lot of, a lot of bourbon, maybe some yeah. dark beers involved. You should have seen Randy at, at the one last year. Oh, boy. Going crazy? <laughs> yeah, you know, it happens. It happens. No, I, I think Friendsgivings are fun. Try to enjoy them. Uh, maybe we'll keep politics off the table this year, perhaps. Right. You know, don't get uh, like the crypto dude who's down bad. Right. Maybe we we leave him alone. You know, his his life savings are gone as of today. So yeah, it's tough out there. It's tough out there. But if you need help deciding what you want to do for friends Friendsgiving, Callie, I almost called you Sally. Maybe our friends at Butcher Box could help. Butcher Box is doing their best to put you in the right mind frame this holiday season. They take the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust. 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, wild-caught seafood. Are you kidding me, Randy? Humanely raised with no antibiotics or added hormones, and it's super, super convenient. Get just what you want delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping for the continental U.S. with no surprise fees. Here's what you do. You choose from a variety of box plan options, from curated to customized, and you can change your plan whenever you want. Or, like myself, you can kind of pick and choose. That's why the, the custom box is where I live. Enjoy a range of high-quality cuts that are hard to come by at the grocery store at an amazing price every single month. Plus, you get exclusive member deals, so you can save big on your favorite cuts recipe inspirations, guides, tips, etc. All stuff. So you can cook up mouth-watering meals. Callie, what's your favorite cut of meat currently? Oh, I feel like I eat chicken a lot. Butcher Box has unbelievable chicken. Really, really good. I have some scallops from them that I'm mm. I might have to throw together here pretty soon. But if you're looking for turkey, Butcher Box has you covered. Like I said, turkey, little it it careful with it. Easy to dry it out. But that's why Butcher Box gives you the highest quality turkey so you have the lowest chance of overcooking it. How about that? Convenient. The price is insane. The quality is great. It tastes great. It's so, so, so easy when you subscribe to Butcher Box. And here's the deal. The main course for Thanksgiving dinner can sometimes be a main source of stress. Not anymore. Butcher Box is offering listeners of the mail Podcast a free turkey. With their first order. Are you kidding me, Randy? Are you kidding me? Thanksgiving is taken care of with a free turkey from ButcherBots. If you sign up today at butcherbots.com slash mail-in and use code mail-in to get one 10 to 14 pound turkey free in your first box. That's butcherbots.com slash mail-in and use code mail-in to claim this deal. Thanksgiving is taken care of with our friends at ButcherBots. Uh, next one, Kelly. Keep it simple. If someone full-on ghosts you after a first date where nothing egregious happened, do you have the right to call them out? Oof, this one's tough because, yes, you have the right to call them out, but I don't know if you should. Okay. Just take me through that a little bit. I feel like it depends on the context. If you've been talking a lot before your first date or if you've gotten to know each other before your first date, say you're like texting, FaceTiming, whatever. Perhaps on a on a and, dating app. Right. Okay. Or if like you've built some sort of like underlying relationship before you're going on this first date, then maybe you can ask like, hey, what's up? Like mm, okay. what's going on? Whereas if it's just like a random first date, then honestly, one, screw that guy for not like – calling you back or vice versa, but True. I don't know if you necessarily need to call them out for it. Okay. So there's an element of like, you can say, Hey, like, what's the deal? You, you deserve yeah. a, a, at least a text. Maybe it doesn't, right. maybe it's not closure by any means, but it's like, uh, Hey, like what's the deal right. here? Um, versus a, a, a total call out. Now, what is a first date in your opinion? Like say it's the same, maybe it's a friend group thing. Yeah. So is it the first one-on-one -on -one. first one-on-one -on -one. okay yeah one-on-one -on -one, and there's no not necessarily the intention of like taking it further than a date right but there's also you're you're out with somebody for the specific purpose of like getting to know somebody right. more if that's in a friend group situation in a dating app situation obviously it's the first time you meet up yeah right okay i just feel like sometimes if you were to like call them out it would 
not necessarily like bad on your part, but like you don't a, really it, need them at the end of the day. Right. You know, like it sucks. Like you don't necessarily need to like stoop down to their level and call them out for it. You're right. You're right. It sucks. It's unfortunate, but it's a lose-lose. Right. Like what, what's the best thing that could happen? Like, okay, they respond. They respond and say and like, what? that was rude. Sorry. Like right. for not just letting you down easily. And then it's over anyway. And then right. now there's hard feelings when it can just kind of like, okay, we'll let it go. Yeah. Let it go, move on, and that's the closure you kind of have there. I, I think first day where nothing egregious happened, maybe maybe something did happen, and you're just of the just, idea yeah. that nothing egregious <laughs> happened. There, that, that can oftentimes be the case. I, I just don't think it's worth the I call I don't think out. it's worth it either. Maybe it's worth a text and say, hey, like, yeah. just making sure this we're, we're not doing anything after this, moving on, right. cool with you, cool with me. Fine. That's fine. But I think it's it's lighthearted in nature more than yeah, anything. I agree. Have you uh have you ghosted anybody before? I don't think I've purposely ever ghosted anyone before, mm-hmm. but I feel like I've definitely have at one point just like not responded or something. Yeah, that's um, fair. I don't know. I just feel like ghosting at this point is just like immature. Like if you if you don't want anything to do with the person, just like you don't have to be like, I don't want anything to do with you, but you can sure. be like, Hey, I had a great time, but not looking for anything serious or something like Mm -hmm. that you know like just like come up with some excuse rather than just leave them like wondering what went wrong yes um so i don't know but yeah getting ghosted i feel like i don't know i've definitely been ghosted before and it sucks but it's just not worth time or energy to keep Mm -hmm. pressuring that person to respond i have i've been immature and ghosted i've been ghosted and now at 28, I, I see how both sides of that, uh, it sucks for everybody involved. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say that much. Um, okay, let's go, to the, let's go to the next one. Okay. What's up, guys? This is another holiday question, Kelly. Okay. Got a holiday question for you. Yeah, like we, like we said. <laughs> uh, that's been stuck in my craw for a couple of years now. Love that phrase. Stuck in my craw. Stuck in my craw. Like, uh, it's like, like, yeah. it's like stuck in my craw. Uh, is it wrong... To have a Christmas tree up prior to Thanksgiving. I firmly believe that Thanksgiving is folded into what we call the holiday season. And uh, as such, should be celebrated with a fully decorated tree. I've become a martyr in my friend group for this. For some context, I also start listening to Christmas music as soon as we hit the burr months. Because burr, it's cold. It must be Christmas. I just feel that Christmas makes us all happy, and why don't we celebrate it as early as possible? Love what you're doing. Mitch, on the flip side, Kelly, um, did you celebrate Christmas even adjacently growing up in a Jewish household? No, I did not. Okay. But there were parts of me that was like, I just want a Christmas tree for the fun of it. Got it. Okay. I will take the the Christmas tree part of that. I get it. I get it. And you've, I'm sure you have friends or, oh, or yeah. you're just like, oh, you're putting your Christmas tree up like the first week in November, huh? I get it. I get it. Once the, like once Target changes over, once yep. the home goods changes over, like it's, it's hard not to get in the Christmas spirit. Right. They're putting lights up. Like there was lights up at the domain the other day when I was mm-hmm. up there. It's kind of getting in the spirit and I get it. But I tell myself every year that the best the, the reason it is so good is because you look forward to it so, so, right. so much. And to me, there's sort of a law of diminishing returns with it that if you have it up for two and a half months or like right after Halloween, for example, I know people do it and I'm fine. I, I, there's no anti in me. Right. I'm fine with it. I just subscribe to a different style. And that is the weekend after Thanksgiving for me every year. Get through Thanksgiving. Yeah. Also, I like to decorate for fall a little bit. Right. You know, you kind of take the Halloween stuff down. You put the cornucopia up. You put the gourd situation going. You get the fall candles going. I don't want to get rid of my pumpkin spice stuff yet. So that's why I build in those two or three or four weeks in November that I get to enjoy that. Kind of fall, more like a cool fall post-Halloween decoration. Yeah. I also feel like the idea of like decorating a Christmas tree or having a Christmas tree up is just like, yes, you look forward to it for so long. Mm -hmm. 
And why would you just immediately get to it rather than like, what are you going to do those first three weeks of December? Like you could spend it with your family decorating a Christmas tree. Sure. Yeah. And prior to that, you can spend it decorating for Thanksgiving and Mm -hmm. fall. So I don't know. That was kind of my outlook when I was growing up. Like I loved seeing the Christmas trees, but I didn't really get it. Sure. Before a certain time period. That's a a fair take. I like how you have an outside perspective on this too, because you're trying to just like, okay. Okay. Yeah, I see. And and you know what? Like the person here asks, is it wrong? No, not at all. If you have a Christmas tree up November 1st with Christmas music playing and Christmas cookies in the oven, I'm fine with it. Totally fine with it. I have no problem with it. I just subscribe to the Thanksgiving night. Once that meal is done and Black Friday rolls around, that is boom. Christmas yeah. season hits like a freight train. Yeah. Now, Am I going to tell on myself a little bit? Have I dabbled in a little Christmas music here and there? Yeah, I have. I have. Are you a Christmas music fan? Yeah, some. Okay. The classics. The cl- Yep, got to have the classics. I've become a um, like a Christmas jazz kind of fan Okay. where it's like Christmas cocktail jazz is the Spotify playlist that I turn on. Mm. And it's very like... Sounds vibey. It's vibey. Yeah. It's old. There's not a lot of... Wor- like. Not a lot of lyrics. Right. It's very instrumental in nature. It's piano. It's guitar, saxophone. Very, very into that. I'm more of Christmas movies. I feel like than I am like music. Sure, and my to get me into the spirit. I have this weird thing with Christmas movies that unless it's like cold outside, I can't. I don't. I can't really watch them. And yeah. here it's uh, it's 82 today. Yeah, it's hot today. Um, but that, that that changes next week. Next week. Next week is is oh, our Christmas I'm gonna, tree next week. I might yeah, I might have to put on my tree next week because because the weather is going to be so downright cold for Texas, like high of forty nine. I cannot yeah. wait. But Christmas movies, I'm with you, big fan. But to me, that's a strict December thing. Like twenty five days of Christmas on what used to be ABC Family yeah. every year. Just knocking those out. Also, Randy and I are the same here. We dabble in some Hallmark movies. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we we dabble. We dabble. And by dabble, I mean I definitely watch them every year. Yeah, so it's right. like a, a thing my grandma and I have. You have a favorite? No, just whatever like the Whatever's new, the, whatever like the new, uh, you know, girl from the big city comes to town for the weekend and the guy who runs the local shop, they meet. Yes, there's a problem, yes. then they fall in love, mm-hmm. and then, oh no, like the shop's going to go under. What do we do? And then we're going to have a bake sale to save it, and then they do, and everybody's happy, and, right. and then it's Christmas the happens. Cliche, and, yeah, like, right, exactly. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm all in on them. I hate that I am. I'm sorry. I get it, but uh, I'll, I'll watch two or three of those with my grandma yeah. every year for sure. But you know what? I, I'm, I'm specifically saving them for the time between – Thanksgiving and Christmas. And this yeah. year we have like exactly four weeks, I think is kind of the, the, the vibe. Next year we have, I think, five weeks between. That's a good one. Wow. Yeah. So you just kind of take the uh, the hand you're dealt there. Right. But I just, my thing here is, no, you're not wrong. I, I'm psyched when people do it. I'm, I like seeing them up and about and seeing the Christmas stuff kind of happen and, and get involved. But I choose to celebrate it in a more... A shortened time frame, because I look forward to it more, and I don't get as fatigued every year with it. When's the right time to take them down? After I, I don't think I've ever paid attention to that. Yeah, I, I've had years where I leave it up, well, like for till February. Yeah, I see. Know, and, there's some people that keep them up like year round too. Sure. Yeah, and and with Christmas lights, it's almost fun, especially when I lived up north, because. The snow would fall right. and the lights look beautiful on on houses. Like especially you, you bury the lights under the snow and it kind of glows mm-hmm. above. It's really good. But for me, it's a it's a couple weeks at this point. Usually I'm, it's once I get kind of like, okay, like I I don't need these up anymore. Right. Or if I'm having a Super Bowl party or something like that, you kind of you gotta take them down before that. But like Canada is the day after. Boxing Day. Okay. And I can't imagine doing it like seems this. Seems intense. It's just yeah. like, whoa, we're like yeah. we're really really ripping the bandit right. off. And you kind of like like New Year's to me still has Christmas vibes. I agree. At least some lights and trees still yep. up, and there's kind of the leftover like food and mm-hmm. wine and eat, drink, and be merry type of stuff. 
So I think anytime after after New Year's and before the Super Bowl okay. is my recommendation. If you want to go over, I'm not going to hold your feet to the fire for it. Are you, uh, do you have a preference on white lights versus colored lights? I really. This is not a race thing, Randy. Like, don't <laughs> shake your head like that. I, um, I really liked the, not necessarily like solid, like different colors. I like okay. the rainbow ones, you know, that yeah, have like yeah, yeah, multiple right. colors in it. Sure. Or the white. I feel like the white looks more classic and classy. That is, so that has been the, the, the cliche as of, or the trope, I guess, is the last decade or so is that yeah. colored lights, like the, the rainbow lights are not classy and the white lights are. And yeah. I, I think I subscribed to that for a little while, but I'm, yeah. there's nothing like the glow like of a, of a colored light Christmas tree on the back wall of your, your, the corner that you end up putting the tree on. They look better. Yeah. I've always wanted to like put up lights at our house, but we we never did it. Mm. I feel like white would be cute. I don't know something well, something to give it a little pizzazz. No, I and if I'm gonna do outside my house, it, it's it, it. I think it's gonna be white, but like there's a there's a part of me that just wants to go wild and and go rainbow lights. Yeah, I've heard um, that this is a year where the big bulb lights are gonna start coming back into style. Hmm. Like Chris, you know the Christmas like the yeah, like tiny yeah. LEDs. Well, now they're going to go back to the bulbs that are like the size of your thumb kind of deal. And I feel like that's like kind of dangerous. <laughs> they used to be I super dangerous because they were like light. I mean, they were just light bulbs. Yeah. They were glass. Right now, I think that we have methods to figured it out to figure it yeah. out a little bit. Yeah, but no, I I think I bought into like the ooh the white lights are classy and like very snow friendly type of right. stuff for a while, but. Part of me just wants to go crazy and, and go back to the rainbow lights. Yeah, to each their own. You do you. Right. I, our tree growing up was all rainbow lights. Mm -hmm. And it was artificial. I won't, you know, I won't get on you for, for artificial Christmas trees. I still have one. I've never had a real tree ever in my really? life. Ever. Um, this year? No. Mm. I want to. I'm so tempted because I have uh, the high ceilings in my living room. And I'd love to just get like a ridiculously large tree. Yeah. Do you, like fake trees are expensive too. Like, yeah. You can get a 12 footer and it's like, oh, $700. Like right. I'm all set. I'm right. going to get my six footer and like call it a day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I had, a, I had colored lights growing up the whole time. And I love the way it glowed on the back of the, of the wall, like in front of our fireplace. And I might, might go back to that at some point right. or, or just combo. Like I have white lights on my, on my current one throw a couple strands of, of rainbow ones on there and be good to go. Yeah, I don't know. Just we'll see. In, in the little details. The little details. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, God, that's a long way of saying that, no, put your put your Christmas stuff up whenever. Whenever you want. I, here's, <laughs> here's how I do it. Did you guys have uh, some of the, the, the Jewish families in Saratoga would do like big lit up dreidels or like they would basically do Christmas lights for dreidels and menorahs and, and yeah. all that stuff? We never did, but okay. there were people in our neighborhood that would, or like mm -hmm. driving on, I don't know, like driving on like the main streets, they would have like the Christmas tree and then the menorah next to it. And I thought it was cute, but we never partook in that one. I see. Okay. I also think like if I, if I say, say celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas, mm -hmm. Hanukkah is like objectively just as cool of a holiday as Christmas. Yeah. It's eight, just not eight one days day. of, yeah. of like presents, like as a kid. I remember being like, oh man, like, yeah, my buddy's got it made. Yeah, it was fun because it was like every night we would just like pick a different gift, mm -hmm. basically. And so you never, obviously, you never know what you're picking, but sure, it was fun just to like the anticipation kept going for eight days. So like it was like more drawn out rather than one day of excitement, fun, amazing presents, yay. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's eight days of that, which is awesome. Which is nice because it's like it am, lasts longer. Am I correct in that the the gifts sort of get progressively like bigger i guess is the yeah. word for it okay yeah i mean it depends on the household i guess mm -hmm. it was me and my siblings we would just have like three i have two siblings so we would just have like three little sections and all of our gifts would be just like kind of stacked up and we would just like choose one each day Ooh, okay so it's kind it, of like it, a it. guessing game yes um, like you could go for the big one you but could, you could, it could be but like, the small one could be better yep gotcha. so you never know gotcha man and do you guys have a uh, is there like a traditional feast 
um, or like day of, of indulgence, I guess, in, in the Jewish faith? Yeah, there's not really like a set day, but normally like the first night, I mean, mm -hmm. you like the menorah, but sure. the first night it would be just like matzo ball soup, latkes, mm. <sighs> that vibe, some brisket. <sighs> matzo yeah. ball soup. And, matzo ball soup oh. is insane. Oh, that it's sounds like fantastic mm -hmm. right now. Randy, do you have any uh, any Christmas traditions that you look forward to every year? Uh, I mean, not really. I guess putting stuff up, you, making the uh, Chris, Penguin Christmas Village was a fun thing. What's the Penguin Christmas it's Village? It's just a Christmas village, but my mom's really into penguins, so it was all penguin themed. Do you know I'm very into Christmas villages? I do. I have a, I have a, <laughs> I have a very legit one that my grandma has passed me down stuff for a long time. I got a question. Can you read the last two sentences of this question? I just feel that if Christmas makes us all happy. Oh, wait, no. I'm talking. He said that they start listening to Christmas music in the Burr months. Yes, October, so starting, November. No, September. Oh. That is way too early. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, if you September, want to start in November, I'm fine. But September, that's ridiculous to me. I, okay. Very much agree with you on that. My, my rule for Christmas music, uh, leaves have to be off the trees. Full, like foliage can't even still be on it. Yeah, I, I hate Christmas during October and stuff. November, I'm fine with it. Do with you want, but September is just ridiculous. In the past, four I didn't years, even think of that. I was thinking just Q4. I've been noticing the past four years, uh, stores have started putting stuff out right after Labor Day in September. Oh, it's it, nuts, it, dude! It, it gets me so mad. Mm -hmm. Halloween is is like fall beers are in August now, and in Texas throws this whole freaking thing out of whack. Because it's 107 in right. middle the middle of September. I was going to say, I feel like it depends on where you're from. Because if it's colder where you're living, it might mm -hmm. be more enticing to get into the Christmas vibe. Absolutely. Whereas here, it's still, what, 80 degrees? Like, it's yep. harder to get into the vibe. We've had, growing up in New York, there would be every other, like, every other year, you would get snow in October. You'd definitely get yeah. flurries in October. We'd have, like, an inch or two of snow on Halloween half the time. That's ever happened here. No. And then November was definitely like November. I, I remember Thanksgiving a couple of years ago, it's like negative 20 in Saratoga. Jeez. And it just does not happen down here. Um, yeah. God, September's early for Christmas. Music. Yeah. Way too early. Burr, burr months of November and December, though. Do your thing. October, just enjoy Halloween. Right. And the fall. You know what uh, would help your. Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's celebrations. What? Busy, hard, seltzer, mm. tally. The holidays are such a special time of year. Between gift giving and family traditions, the holidays are full of lighthearted moments that make the end of the year a little bit more joyful. Busy, hard, seltzer brings the joyful vibes all year round, but especially at the holidays. And whether you're visiting loved ones or enjoying being home for the holidays, tis always the season to enjoy Busy. The hard seltzer bursting with fruit flavors, Randy. I am so big on the mimosa vizies right now. It's insane. It's insane. Lemonade vizies, mimosa vizies. Your mic's still up. You can also partake in this. Lemonades are the best. Okay. I don't hate that. Callie, do you have a favorite vizzy? I haven't tried the mimosa ones yet, oh. but I feel like oh. I would love it. Oh, yeah. Peach mimosa, orange mimosa, hmm. pineapple. Strawberry, those are all the mimosa flavors, and they're just fun. Like they taste just legitimately so good, so right. good, and they're a perfect complement for your friends' giving, your Christmas party. If you want to have it's just a light cocktail that maybe you're maybe you're tailgating ahead of a mm -hmm. game, and you want to keep it light, keep it you know staying right. your feet. Busy is the perfect complement for that. You can also go back to the OG flavors: strawberry kiwi, blue palmy, black cherry lime, pineapple mango. We were rocking with those mid-pandemic, Randy, like early, and they're still there kicking. So busy hard seltzer. Stock up this holiday season. Try to get your parents on board, get your friends, your cousins. You know the cousin walk before uh, Thanksgiving dinner when all the cousins go for a walk, Randy? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Bring a busy along in the neighborhood. Throw it in a Yeti or something like that, and here you go. Busy hard seltzer flavors for every vibe stock up on busy hard seltzer and show some love for the show here's how to get yours go to busyhardseltzer.com slash washed to find busy near you that's busyhardseltzer.com slash washed and to hear first about the latest flavor drops and more sign up at busyhardseltzer.com slash subscribe you must be 21 plus to enjoy please celebrate responsibly on behalf of our friends at the molson coors beverage company in milwaukee wisconsin let's go to the next one 
Hi, Sally, aka Kelly, and Brett. We just recently got hooked up with a partnership for a local gym slash fitness class through work. It's pretty expensive for unlimited weekly classes, but we're getting it for free, so I've been going a few times a week. Good for you. Here's the thing. I'm single, and there are definitely a lot of good-looking women in the workouts. I've been doing these 6 a.m. slots, but not sure if it's acceptable to try to talk to somebody that early in the day when we've just done a hard workout. Pretty much no way to tell if someone's single or not either, as most are not coming with a guy. Fortunately, it's much more intimate, usually only like 10 to 15 of us in a morning class, so it's not like randomly going up to some girl at a traditional gym. Would love some advice on trying to talk to somebody in this regard. Cheers, Callie. Callie, Callie, Callie. If I've learned one thing in my short life, Mm -hmm. it is that women do not want to be talked to uh, between the hours of, I don't know, 5.30 and 7.30, especially with a hard workout, a lot of sweat, and uh, just generally like everybody's tired and doesn't want to be there in the first place. Right. Is, am I uh, am I tracking pretty much correct in that? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. I feel like talking, if you want to start a combo, I feel like ideally it would be you would go a little bit earlier and start the combo before the class starts because I don't think a girl will want to like talk when they're all sweaty and gross and because mm-hmm. girls care obviously more about like what they look like when they're talking to a guy. So I feel like after the class wouldn't be the best it's also so scary. Before, like people have places to be yeah they gotta you know, go like, somewhere if you're doing a 6 a.m that means like you're, you're probably going, going somewhere yeah. after like no one's voluntarily being like oh 6 a.m great then i'm gonna come home and do nothing like no mm-hmm. um, that's a great point like nobody's yeah. like hey you want to go grab a coffee after this like, and no. like talk about our, our feelings it's like yeah. no i have to be at work yeah, i gotta go 39 minutes right yeah. um but to start the combo if you've never like seen them before Obviously, you could start being like like a question pertaining to the class or like, have you ever had this instructor? Like, how mm-hmm. often do you come here? Like stuff like that. And then gauge their response. So like if they respond with like a one word, then they're probably not in the mood to talk. Okay. Or if they give you an open-ended like answer or longer like, answer, then maybe you can <laughs> yeah. keep the yeah, maybe you can keep the combo going. Okay. I think if for me in this situation, I think you gotta like let's get 10 or 11 classes under our belt here where you're just you're focused on the workout you're not focused on these other people like you're like get familiar right by being present and so everybody's kind of a little more comfortable it's like oh hey like i've seen you you know you've come to like nine classes in a row so have i you know that that's kind of the building block the first step yeah i agree and you don't try to initiate really any conversation unless there's a reason to and then if, I mean, if you, then it's, it just gets weird of being like, Hey, do you want to grab a drink sometime or, or grab a coffee? Because then if she says no, you've both kind of ruined this like class for each right. other because it's, it's not like a gym where there's a million people there. Yeah. There's only 10 of you. And if you try this with one person and they say no, well now you've mm-hmm. kind of ruined your and her experience. Right. And so you like... For me, this is this is borderline like don't speak unless spoken to territory. That too. And if she wants to come up to you and be like, "Oh, like I've seen you, like I like your shoes," or "Where'd you get the your your yoga mat? It's really like it's really nice." Or can I can I switch in this workout with you? Or can I be your like cardio buddy where you're on for thirty seconds, then I'm on for thirty seconds? It's like I'm really. I'm not going into any conversation here in the morning, even if you're familiar with the people, with the idea of trying to go on a date. If anything, it is making a joke or trying to familiarize myself like, hey, I'm Brett. You know, I've seen you a million times here. Like, what do you think of the class? Oh, that one was hard. Oh, where's like, where's, uh, where's Billy this morning? Like, or where's uh, Susanna this morning? You like, like stuff like that. And then maybe you kind of chit chat and chit chat and chit chat to the point of, okay, what's your, what's your Instagram? Like, you know, something like that, but very, very rarely would you just cut straight to the, Hey, you don't want to grab a coffee thing. It's like, odds are they don't, we're sweaty and we have to go to work. 
And two, the the risk, at least immediately, outweighs the benefit because then you ruin class for you and somebody else. Right. But there's also like the cliche of like guys trying to pick up a girl at the gym or vice versa. And it's like, I feel like girls would just get uncomfortable if you flat out just be like, yo, Abs- want to go get a drink? Absolutely. Like, 6 Absolutely. Like, I'd, no. I'd be uncomfortable <laughs> if a girl came up to me. She's like, what are you doing after this? I'd be like, I'm going what? home. I'm, yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't look great right now. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be here necessarily. Right. So I think you have to go in with the idea that any relationship coming from a 6 a.m. workout class has to be built over a a long period of time. Yeah. And also if you're trying to like figure out if they're in a relationship, I feel like asking for recommendations or something like that, a girl will definitely, if they don't want anything to do with you or whatever, will drop the boyfriend card. Sure. Yeah. So like you wouldn't even have to like necessarily ask or like imply that that's what you're wondering, mm, but okay. they'll probably, even if you don't imply that, they'll probably drop it if they don't want to talk to you or they don't want to get involved or anything. Yes. I like that. The thing, I, one thing I definitely wouldn't do in the morning at like 6 a.m. is like try the, the netting uh, tactic. Mm. Like, oh, your form stinks. Right. She's like, I I don't care. I'm no eating. one's like, in the best mood at 6 a.m. to no. start with. Like, oh, you got to get, like, get your yeah. knees up. It's mm-hmm. like, no, I, you can go fuck off. Yeah, no uh, one wants a hard-o. Like, no, no nobody one. wants the nagging. Like, it's one thing, you know. I get, I get that people do it, but it, that's not the time or place. Usually, yeah. it, by the way, if, it, if she's, like, up and at him at 6 a.m. every day working out, the, uh, I don't think the nagging works anyway. She's just right. like, I'm better than you, and you can fuck off. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, okay, cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. Kudos to them for going to a 6 a.m. class yeah, in the first kudos place. kudos to you for being there <laughs> like, at all. I have... Uh, can't relate to that one. Even we, w- we would do, like I played baseball at Northeastern for a fall, right? It was like one semester's worth of workouts where we mm-hmm. had 6.15 lifts. And even three months Miserable. in, still couldn't, like, couldn't do it. I was just waited for myself to be like, oh, fucking ready to go up and at them. Nope, can't do it. Can't I also do just it. can't go to bed early enough to like get a full night's sleep in order to wake up for a 6 a.m class totally agree totally agree impossible I'm sure that's on me okay but like i yeah. can't figure it out to you, go to bed at like 9 p.m it just won't work mm-hmm. i agree if you can do this uh consistently i am proud of you i am jealous of you yeah. i admit that i am less than and <laughs> i am sorry that uh that i'm not built like you right fair Fair, Randy? My man. Let's do the next one, Kelly. Hey, Brett. You famously like to work from bars. Are you aware of this, Kelly, that I like to do um, a lot of work from my office that is not Wash Media? Yeah, I was kind of aware, but I guess not to the extent where a lot of people know about it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I, I like to talk about how, and it's not like I like to get, I don't get hammered at these Mm -hmm. bars, but I'll go on like a Wednesday for happy hour, have two glasses of wine and knock out a bunch of emails or right. a bunch of um, like sales spreadsheet stuff that, mm-hmm. for example, you work on. I'll knock out a lot of that at a bar because I like the the din of it. I like the ambiance. I like the conversation with the bartender. And I don't like being at a coffee shop where it's like quiet. I gotta, I, I'm like the opposite. Don't like pe- – like when I would go study in college, it was never at the library. It was at my gym lobby. Like mm-hmm. we had a big gym atrium with like a. Do you guys have Aubon Pond here? ABP. Mm-mm. It's like in Panera ish. Panera adjacent kind of pastry okay. shop, and we had a big atrium with a big lobby and a bunch of tables at it, and that's where I would do my my work because I needed some sort of some ambiance, some people right. watching, some people talking type of stuff. Anyway, uh, you famously like work from bars. I do. I'm thinking of starting the same tactic, but I'm curious how you judge if a bar is good to work from. What's your criteria? Is it based on vibes or do you have a mental rubric? Let me know so I can start crushing work while enjoying a cocktail and making friends with the bartender. I love this question. Thank you for subscribing to that method. Um, No, I don't have a, a, a rubric per se, but my criteria for working from bars has to be quiet enough that you can get work done. Right. Uh, it has to be somewhere that you can always have a seat at the bar, comfortable seat, 
has to be somewhere I'm going to say nice enough. Do you know what I mean by nice enough? Yeah. Nice enough that you're not going to be looked at weirdly for right. having your laptop open at it. Right. It has to be acceptable. It has to be acceptable. Yeah. yeah. And usually that is not uh, a Buffalo Wild Wings or a Chili's, <laughs> right. for example, or like the bar at Texas Roadhouse. Mm. While good, I'm just not bringing my laptop there. Right. Uh, you're not going to a dive bar. You're not going to somewhere people like to go out. You're not trying to turn this into a night. Although that has happened in my experience. You're not trying to. So it's got to be a place. Uh, think of a hotel bar. Usually the ambiance yeah. is pretty. The, the din is good. There's people conversing. There's people mm -hmm. walking around, but it's not loud. By any means, it's almost subdued in a way. Like conversation is between you and the other person, not necessarily yelling across the bar yeah. if the Eagles score a touchdown. So it, it, that's kind of the first hurdle is is the bar and I, I hate to use the word nice but is the bar upscale enough that laptops are acceptable you in the first place like get work done right two good happy hour usually i'm doing work at a bar between the hours of three and six that's pretty much my yeah. sweet spot is there some sort of deal in there that you can take advantage of for example i'll shout out fix southern house great spot kind of my office mm. seven dollar well cocktails from four to six in Austin, that's Steel. that's crazy. Yeah. And they're well, uh, vodka, tequila, and bourbon is all very good. So you can do like $7 martinis in Austin on a Thursday afternoon, put your laptop away, and go go out if you want to. Right. So it's, a, it's a great deal. So that's that's part of this too. Um, three is I, I make sure it's a spot where you can sit at the bar and not just in a corner I was table. Ask, and, like, are you going to sit like in like the restaurant? area or just like a booth area or are you sitting at the bar? sit you gotta sit at the bar okay. you gotta sit at the bar in in this tactic because then you open up conversation with the bartender you open up conversation with somebody who slides in next to you yeah. and hey well, you know what's you know what, what do you do and we usually i play the uh and this this is with dating as well you want to create a third person interaction mm -hmm. use the bartender as a third person to sort of introduce yourself to another person in the triangle right that's sort of a tactic okay um or a business person man woman yeah coach uh right. you name it using the bartender to your advantage to introduce yourself and network yeah i see i wish i could do work at a bar or at somewhere that's loud but i'm the complete opposite i put in my noise cancellation headphones mm -hmm. i white noise like cannot talk to anyone really i get distracted so you also so have easily. you also have different like when you're in the corporate world, That's work true. is going to be different than like homework or That's writing. True. Is it? I have a tough time. Like I can't sit down and write an essay if there's like screaming right. or like music. And I yeah, oh, wish yeah. I was no. the type of person that could like all my friends like listen to their favorite songs or whatever. Mm -hmm. But my head just starts singing the songs rather than focusing on what what's in front of me. Sure. And so I'm just like I start like dancing and mm -hmm. I'm like this is not yeah. what I'm meant to be doing. If if a bar is in if if that situation you're in the like. I can't work from a bar like that. Yeah. It has to be low key where the music is is soft enough that you can have a conversation, soft enough that you can focus, but enough people moving about and right. bartenders pouring drinks and like forks and knives kind of clanking around. That you're not like focusing on that. Yeah, that yeah. you're kind of out of your own head a little bit, yeah. but you're still able to focus on your on your stuff. And then it's got to be somewhere where you could bring a friend or bring uh, like, hey, meet me at 5.30. I'm going to get two hours yeah. of work done. I'll meet you here, close the laptop up, and you can still enjoy a nice cocktail right. or a glass of wine or a beer, like you name it. Yeah. Um, and then I guess the last one would be make sure they have good apps. Yeah, little Because little bites, little, little bites that if you want to, uh, at the end of your work day before you have dinner, doesn't have to be a full dinner, but you, you have a couple appetizers there. Right. So I think that kind of covers it. Maybe right. I'll try it soon. Maybe yeah. I can train myself to work in a loud environment. That, it can't be loud. That's that's the key. Cannot but be loud. But to me, that that would be loud. You okay. know what I mean? So like that's all your the little distractions going on. Yes, I see. I would be like zoning in on everything but what's in front of me. Uh, so I need I to slowly train myself. Or just take an Adderall. Yeah, or that. <laughs> uh, let's go to the last one. Callie, quick travel question for the gurus. Uh, Callie is in place of guru sally today as a travel guru 
uh, taking a trip in early to mid-December and cannot decide what to do. Me and my girlfriend would be going. Okay, so there's a couple's trip. I'm an outdoorsy guy, so the whole New York in the winter isn't my cup of tea. Okay. Would love any idea for staying in the States. And I'm on a firefighter budget, by the way. Shouts. Shouts to Randy's roommate, also a firefighter. So, Callie. I feel like escaping winter, but staying in the States is hard. Okay. And being outdoors at the same time. Like all those criteria, I feel like they don't really mesh. So if you're an outdoorsy guy, I think December, you're kind of like taking the – it's 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 little early for skiing. It's actually a lot early for skiing. Yeah. Um. And if you're if you're not skiing in a mountain town in December, it's already getting pretty expensive to right. travel to. You got to be careful of Christmas travel. Firefighter budget. I assume that kind of means like let's we're we're not balling out per se. Yeah. We're trying to go to uh, not the Ritz, not the, you know, the Saint Regis, for example. So the kind of kind of trips I'm thinking there. Are maybe like a a beach that's normally super popular in summer or in spring. Yeah. When people are kind of the escape weekends. Mm -hmm. So maybe you hit a beach in December that's still going to be pretty nice weather. Might be a little cooler than summer. You're not necessarily slamming the ocean or surfing like that. Um, Or you go to like a a Texas and do like a Big Bend, for example. Or enchanted rock state yeah. park type of thing where it's you're not going to get snowed in yet you you're not you don't have to be super careful of stuff or like a fredericksburg right where it's uh wine country yeah and it's not napa it's not the finger lakes in new york it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg but you can have a, a cool like one or two bedroom airbnb with a hot tub outside it's still going to be 50 something degrees so you're not going to freeze you can go to a bunch of wineries have a blast and Get out of there for, I'm sure, under a grand for a full weekend. Yeah. I feel like my recommendations would be different for each different like criteria. Like if you're trying to escape the cold, then yeah. yes, go to a beach, do that. Sure. But I feel like that wouldn't be the best outdoorsy-esque, uh-huh. you know? Like the activities there wouldn't be the same as if like you were to go to like, I don't know, like Montana and go fly fishing or something like that. Yeah. But then you're going to be freezing still. So yeah, you probably got to got to stay away from out the, your priorities. I feel like the winter spots here. Yeah, because like Montana in December, too cold for what you're looking to do. Which I'm assuming. I mean, maybe maybe you're just rugged people <laughs> yeah. and you're happy to go hike in the snow for a while. Yeah, you got to be careful. It's uh, it's elk mating season in the fall. Got to be careful of that if you're outdoorsy. So I just – that's why I'm kind of sticking to – I'm thinking coastal here. Yeah. And not New York, not Boston, too cold. Um, so let's look at Florida. Let's look at Georgia. Carolinas. Carolinas. Maybe you're looking at uh, – or you go to a fun city. Like do, do Dallas or do Austin or do yeah, Nashville. San Diego. You know, like yeah. places that you're going to have a blast – uh, big enough that you can kind of keep the costs relatively low. You can right. do that by going to uh, a big airport city like yeah. a Austin, Dallas, Nashville, Phoenix, LA even. Um, but yeah, I, w- I would try to get somewhere where, you know, you can be outdoors, you can hike like a San Diego, still get good food, good drinks, good people, can can do it on a budget relatively. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so okay, my my final answers are, San Diego, okay, Austin, and I'll do an East Coast. Let's call it Hilton Head Island. Okay, I think I would. Or def- New- how about New Orleans? New Orleans, perfect. Yeah, that's fun. I would say Austin. Mm-hmm. Love Austin. Um, or like Florida, but I feel like Florida might be a little. I don't know. Not necessarily like too south or too. I just don't know how many outdoorsy things would be going on yeah. other than just going to the beach. Right, right, right. Like, I feel like Florida is either like you're partying or you're at the beach. Sure. Um, or one of the Carolinas. Okay. And that's my verdict. Randy, any uh, early December trips? Chicago's not that time of year, huh? God, no. Uh, <laughs> it's good for Christmas, but the same thing why he wouldn't want to go to New York. I would say National Park is what I was thinking too. Like sure. maybe go to California, yeah. like go to the the redwoods and stuff. Do National Park seems an outdoorsy cool. Yeah, some place yeah. where you can you can do get a little 
Christmas vibes in too. Yeah, I like California. LA, San Diego, San Francisco, Big Sur, maybe. Have some have a have a blast though. Let us know what you do. That'll do it for questions, Callie. Do you have any shower thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, I have a few Callie. that I've been thinking about lately. So with self-driving cars. Sure. And now they're coming. I don't know. There's more being produced and they're becoming more, I guess, mainstream, I guess. Like mm-hmm. some people are dipping their toes into self-driving cars. Yep. Would you need windshield wipers? Because Ooh. humans need windshield wipers to see when they're driving. But if it's a self-driving car, the car doesn't need the windshield wipers to be going. No. So do you think it's – I don't know. The reason I'm going to say yes – like, okay, so no, they don't need them. But hypothetically, if you didn't have to touch the wheel ever – and this car is just driving fully on its own. You never have to mm-hmm. be like backup safety if it starts malfunctioning and you have to take the wheel. Yeah. They're going to put them on because I feel like they make the people inside more comfortable. Or yeah. or if you want to see the views. or Right. Or we're going to get to a world where they're so self-sustainable that like, like they're, they're going to be like blackout curtains. And you're going to be able to watch TV or you're going to be able to like, you know what I mean? There's going to be no, like no outside view if you don't want it. Yeah. But I'm assuming they're going to keep the windshield wipers because people are going to get claustrophobic or want to be able to see what's in front of them mm. as like more of a comfort thing than a safety right. thing. But I, I like so where your head's They're not necessary. But Correct. They're not necessary, but they will be. It's like a nice added accessory. As, as like a comfort mechanism. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then my other one. Is if you're not watching it, how do we know that Humpty Dumpty is an egg based on the rhyme? Because it never mentions okay. that he's an egg. Okay. Unless you're I like reading you're the book Hump- where there's like pictures of him on the wall. Sure. But, Humpty, let me see. Humpty Dumpty lyrics. But like growing up, everyone just like assumed Humpty Dumpty was an egg, but without seeing any mm. visuals, you would never know. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Right. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. That's how it goes, Randy. That's it. That's a great question. I don't know. It's... I don't know. You, I guess because you, you can't put him back together again after he falls, which would sort of insinuate that he is... Uh, fragile of some sorts, but doesn't... How, we don't, I guess we don't know if he's a, a male or female creature as well. You know nothing. Just Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. I don't know. I've been pondering that one for a while. It's a great question. If you don't see any visuals. Unless you know that there's a, a visual connected to the storyline. Right. Then you it would could never be know. Anything. Right. It could be, you know, it could be a, a, a vase. It could be, a, you know, a sentient vase. It mm-hmm. could be a, a candle. There's just a lot of, there's a lot that goes into the, the last line. If you can't put them together again or her, you never know. Yeah. Something to think about. You never know. What's the real meaning behind Humpty Dumpty? It's a literary device for a riddle around breakable things. We're all vulnerable, you know? Yeah. We all can be broken, Callie. Could be. We're just going to the deep, could be deep Rand, side. Could be Randy. I'm trying, I'm trying to figure it out. Someone's trying to say it's like a, a cannon, but I think that's, I've only seen that from one source. A cannon? I'm doing my research. Okay. Right. Let okay. us know if you yeah. find anything Get else. Get back to us on that one. Uh, is, that, is that it for your shower thoughts, Callie? I have one more. So. Kay. Last one. Why did witches, or what we think of witches, decide to ride brooms? Like, what was the broom oh. aspect to it? You know, and I think that goes can back they fly to. Or is it the broom that flies? No, it's definitely the bro- the broom. Uh, the broom so it's has like a magic power, broom. right? Yeah. The, the broom has the power because if witches could fly, they would just fly. Sans so I'm broom. guessing that they put a spell on the broom to make it fly. But hypothetically, you could do that on anything. Uh, right. I mean, unless brooms are uniquely susceptible to magic and magic mm. spells, like they appear to be material. in the Hogwarts mm. Harry Potter universe. Yeah. Why that's their preferred method of transport? I just feel like it's uncomfortable. Like you're just kind of riding a stick for, like, especially no, like, a long journey. Or no. padding or anything. It's like riding a bike with a seat that's too skinny. You're just like, I. My undercarriage is all set. I, There's I'm no good. backrest either. You're just like. I guess, unless you sit on the on the the. The, the bristly part. Right. You have a little bit more support. But then you're getting like stabbed by bristles. Yeah. And, and you know, there's like, how do you turn? Like what, what is, is it, is it a lean and a pull? I think it's like, a lean pull. Yeah. What if you fall off? The throttle is my question. 
How, how fast do you, are you going? How do you speed up, slow down? Right. So I, I don't <laughs> a lot know, of questions surrounding. There's a lot that. like like Aladdin, magic carpet, a lot of right. sense, a lot of sense, a lot of sense. Comfortable. You can you can theoretically carry stuff with you. Yeah, it's wide. Wide, comfy. Um, turning makes a little more sense there. Uh, dragons, for example, a lot of people ride those in shows. Basically, a horse in the sky. So yeah, I don't know why you why you go for the broom initially. Maybe just that was the option. If if brooms are susceptible to magic spells, and it's like, oh, we tried the we tried the lawnmower, we tried the the bike. Although a witch does ride a bike in the Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah. Or is that just tornadic? Is that tornado induced? Well. That's just tornado. That's just tornado. So she's not riding the the bike because she's a magic witch, the wicked witch of the east. <laughs> Her sister <laughs> <laughs> she came down in a bubble, okay. but yeah, then Glenda came down in a bubble. So it's like there's little things where it's. I feel like the witch aspect is some some witch figured out that you can put a which spell. Which witch? Which witch? One of the witches put a spell on a broom. Rode the broom, and then everyone was like, okay, I'll just do it on a broom because mm-hmm. this witch did it, so I'm not going to try anything else. And I guess the witches today aren't trying to figure out a new mechanism of traveling. That's a great question. I'm going to be pondering that one. <laughs> yeah. That's tough. I don't know why we chose brooms. Um, I would imagine that it influenced J.K. Rowling in, in writing mm. Harry Potter is that yep. brooms are, are susceptible to magic flight spells. Oh, I'm gonna have to. We have a lot of naval aviators that listen to this yeah. podcast. I can I can put out a, <laughs> okay. I can put out a call from for them. Hey, yeah. what's the what's the aerodynamic attractiveness of a broom? Right. It's a good one. Yeah, some some to ponder, but those that's are my a good one. Thoughts. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I'll just go real quick. Uh, I'm out on food trucks. Yeah. Just all, all together. Have been. Have wanted to say that for a long time. It feels good to get it off my chest, mm. Kelly. The food. Not truck. a food truck guy. Like the truck part of it, the truck the food part of could it could be amazing. It, yeah, it can be. But it's, it's not just, worth it to you because it's in a truck. Here's the problem with food trucks. Nine times out of ten, and there's there's the one there's the di- the diamond in the rough, and I've been to some that I really really enjoy. The parking situation, mm. the food uh, service situation, the food quality, the seating areas, and the temperature. I don't like eating outside. When it's 100 degrees out. Or when it's really cold. Or when it's really cold. Now, the sweet spots in Austin are like three out of 365 days to sit outside, be comfortable, and get food from a food truck. Fair. So it it comes down a lot to that. I, I don't trust the sanitary quality of food trucks. There's a lot of critters that can get in there. Yeah. Outside, flies, uh mm. And and usually it's involved. You're you're kind of serving yourself. There's a lot. You know, prices are always up because the food's more expensive because they have to store it. And the same. I, I don't know. There's, yeah. food, there's something about food trucks. Are you familiar with the word skeevy? It's yeah, kind of skeevy yeah, to me. Yeah. Just the whole. I, I, I appreciate the people doing their thing. They're they're not there yet, ready to have a full brick and mortar restaurant. And it's the cheaper option. They want to. They just want to make good food for people, and I appreciate that. But there's something about the experience that just kind of gives me the shivers. So you think if a food truck just like moved into a restaurant, you would like it more? 100%. 100%. Okay. If they, if they just had a brick and mortar store that I could sit in air conditioning and have, you know, have a drink and watch a TV, like I am all, I'm down with it. You know, you, okay. I would never know the difference. But the, the, food, the food truck idea in general I don't know. Something about it skews me out. I, I couldn't tell you what it is, and I think that's just a me problem. I feel like the positives to food trucks, though, are they're normally like in a, I don't know, in like a food truck park, I guess, and there's a bunch of different ones. So you can kind of get like one thing from one place, one thing from another, and then dessert from this one. So it kind of gives you the mm-hmm. options to pick and choose and do kind of like a mukbang, I guess. Sure. I, I think with me, too, I'm not a huge amusement park fan. Mm. Because it's just like walking around in the middle of the summer on asphalt is like my worst nightmare, actually. And so that there's that's I think that's influencing my food truck 
So you uh, don't like dislike like Six Flags or no. anything like that? No. Nope. No. I'm all set. Don't like all roller set. coasters or the amusement? Love roller itself. coasters. But don't you'd like sacrifice, the... You would sacrifice not going on roller coasters because you don't want to go to the park. The the act of like parking, the heat, the walk. Like I mm. just, 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 there's a lot of stuff I just don't like about it. Okay. Uh, the running, the people like running around, the, the, the cleanliness. There's just a lot that I am. Yeah. Kind of gives me the, the shivers on with amusement parks mm. and fairs and carnivals and just hate fun. You just hate fun. <laughs> I would rather be, uh, but like Worst Fest, I would have loved to go to Worst Fest. Like it's a big field, like, you know, you're kind of. I feel like it's very similar to other. Yeah, I, I think, don't know. I think it is. I it just, there's something maybe like walking around on grass to me feels different than walking around on like concrete and asphalt. Couldn't okay. tell you why. So if they just put like turf down, you'd be fine. Probably, yeah. Okay. I hate fun, Randy. <laughs> he hates amusement. I hate he hates amusement. amusement. <laughs> That's going to do it, Callie, for us on the mail-in today. Uh, thank you for hopping on. Yeah, thank you for having Sally me. Sally will be back next week. Please subscribe, rate the podcast five stars, review, and tell a friend about the show. Hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or... You can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail-In Podcast. Uh, Callie, where can the people find you? Um, on Instagram at Callie Rubin or Twitter at Callie Rubin 1. There you go. That's about it for my socials. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I am at Schmerriman on both of those platforms. You can also find Callie writing on washmedia.com. Yep. Shouts to those columns. And uh, hopefully maybe one next week. Yeah. Perfect. Randy, thank you. Adam, thank you. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.